Hello, this is Discover, and we take customer service very seriously. We know that if you have a question or concern about your credit card, that's a serious matter, and you need to talk to a real person about it. So we offer around-the-clock access to seriously talented representatives in the USA. Again, it's a serious endeavor. The only funny thing about it is Bob. If you call us and Bob answers, you're in for a treat. Get 100% U.S.-based customer service and talk to a real person day or night. Discover exceptionally common sense. Hear that? Is that America cheering or a sausage patty sizzling to perfection? It's time to cheer for Egg McMuffin and fresh cracked eggs at McDonald's. It's time to wake up to the aroma of freshly baked biscuits and treat yourself to a real honest-to-goodness morning meal. Breakfast, it's on at McDonald's. Now get any breakfast sandwich for just two bucks. Available only through the app. Mobile order and pay available at participating McDonald's. McD app download and registration required. It's summertime, and at my bookie, that can only mean one thing. It is winning season. Winning season means doubling your first deposit. Winning season means free bets, super contests, survivor, and more. And at my bookie, winning season's all about your chance to win big. Bet NBA playoffs, NHL, Major League Baseball, UFC, golf, and then some. The craziest sports summer we've ever had. It's simple. Make your picks, win big, collect your cash. Invest in your sports intuition, people. Select from hundreds of futures bets. You can bet games in real time with MyBookie's live betting. Put that big old brain of yours to good use and use promo code ZABE, Charlie, Zulu, Alpha, Bravo, Echo, and double your first deposit. New players get up to $1,000 in free play designed to add more excitement to the sports you love and the games that you bet. Thousands of cross-sport wagers, props, and parlays await. Sign up now and bet with the best and celebrate your victory. Your winning season begins today only at MyBookie. Today on the ZabeCast, it's getting down to crunch time with college football. A go-no-go decision is hanging in the balance. Glenn Eunice joins me. We talk everything from strip club wings to new houses that don't even come with a trash can. All that plus, I'm going to get started with a new Redskins name already if that's okay with you. Your daily Kickstarter of Uncensored Me is locked and loaded, so buckle up and let's go! <laughs> Here we go! Thursday, August 6, 2020. Thank you for joining me. Economics doesn't care. It's like Tommy Lee Jones in the movie The Fugitive, where he corners Dr. Richard Kimball at the mouth of a drain pipe that tumbles out 100 feet down to a pool of water, and he's got to decide, do I jump or what do I do? And Dr. Kimball, the fugitive, says, I didn't kill my wife. And Tommy Lee Jones says, without even blinking, I don't care. He had a job to do and one job to do only. And so whether or not he was guilty was irrelevant to him. Economics doesn't care about you wanting to keep little Johnny safe from the COVID. And when shit gets disrupted, economic reality doesn't care why? You can only paper over it. You can only be, only spend your way out of it for so long. Eventually, it all catches up. I'm fascinated, and I try not to get too freaked out, but I'm fascinated by the things that are going to come in the wake of this pandemic disruption. 
I've been reading stories about how commercial real estate, oh boy, buckle up. Many companies, after telling their workers, you know, you can dial in internet-wise, work from home, and finding out, hey, you know, the the the, uh, the Samuelson project got finished. Uh, the this thing got fine. We're working with groups. We got Zoom. Why why do we need an office? I've heard multiple anecdotes and also you know actual stories about companies. They're like, yeah, you know what? We're going to sell our office space. We don't need it. Boom, work from home. Travel budgets are going to get slashed. Commuting patterns are going to be altered. And there's going to be some winners and some losers. The winners are those who can work from their cushy jobs in their pajamas now and don't have to commute. The losers might be that gas station you went to every morning to get your coffee and a donut. Anyway, one of the losers apparently, at least, and this was interesting, I didn't think of it, but it makes sense, Big Crayon. Oh boy, Big Crayon is not happy. Sales of back-to-school items have taken a predictable nosedive this summer. Normally, the peak is late July, early August. Mom goes out scurrying around, gets the Trapper Keeper for Junior and the Dukes of Hazard lunchbox and the 64 Crayola crayons. This year, (laughs) not nearly so much. Maybe a little bit of stuff, but hey, if Junior ain't going to school... He sure as hell doesn't need that protractor. We got one in a drawer some here, don't we? Drawer in the house somewhere, don't we? Clothes are being affected. Back to school clothes. But yeah, big crayon. Oh boy. How are they going to make up those crayon sales in this pandemic? They aren't. It's going to be a bitch. And I was reading a story about how Disney is hoping for and counting on and praying that college football gets up and plays because ESPN, part of Disney, owns the entire bowl ecosystem and the college football playoff, and they need college football to stand and deliver for them because look at what else Disney does. Theme parks took a kick right to the balls, just now staggering to their feet a fraction of their capacity. Movies kicked to the balls. Nothing's coming out. Everything is on hold. Hell, Mulan, their big summer movie, was just announced. It's going out on Disney+. Plus, Or I think it's not Disney+. Plus. I think it's going to be sold. uh, Digital download for $30. Oh, my fucking God. So think about if college football doesn't stand up and deliver. Oh, Disney is hurting. We're all hurting too. So let's knock on wood and hope that doesn't come to pass. In the meantime, if you feel bad for Big Crayon, if you're sorry for Crayola, go out and buy a 64 pack as an adult and just, you know, make some, draw some, uh, some nice pictures in crayon. Go get your burnt sienna and your forest green and just look at the colors and go, ah, yes, I'm back in third grade already. Let's call my man Glenn Eunice, former Sirius XM radio host, now director of the Ed Reed Foundation. The Zane Cast. Yeah, boy, Outcast. Hey, ya. <laughs> hey, ya. 
By the way, I never knew that this cat looked just like Robert Griffin III. Who is this? Who's the lead guy for Outcast? I'm so on Andre three. It's Andre three thousand and Big Boy. Ah, got it. That's Andre three thousand. Big Boy was the guy at the Super Bowl in Atlanta who you talked about before. And how you come I'm so white? Okay, <laughs> I'm horribly it's white. So white. I listen. I know this song. I just have never seen the video, and I didn't. I couldn't put the face to it. He looks like he's a dead ringer for Robert, with but with better teeth. Robert has same, worse teeth. That's it. Same toothpick legs. <laughs> It's a banger of a song. I mean, this gets the kid on their feet. There's no question about that. (laughs) Gets the kids moving, doesn't it? Gets the kids moving. Glenny boy, it's great to talk to you again. How you doing, bud? Uh, You hanging in there? You hanging in there during this endless pandemic as we now tiptoe, Glenn? We tiptoe up to the football season like, shh. We're hunting wabbits. We're hunting football. <laughs> don't scare it. Like Everyone's like, don't fuck it up. The Broncos are walking through some stupid spritzer that supposedly yeah. kills coronavirus. I saw that. I said, get the fuck out of here with that. If that thing worked, we'd all walk under it, and we'd, we'd be done with this shit. It's, it's so... I'm halfway between you and like this thing doesn't exist. Everyone, get out of my. No, you know, it does. No, it d- stuff. no, it does <laughs> exist. It's real. It can fucking kill you. But yeah. a lot of shit can kill you. Oh, I know. And we I'm, are I'm so, we are guzzling economic ruin like it is kerosene as a nation. What do you mean? We're we're like uh, two points away from the high in February on the market, which is crazy. Okay, that's I'm, I'm okay. No, 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 hold I'm on joking. a second. I'm hold, but, 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 by the way, are we? We are. Okay. The market went pain right. today again. Okay. We're, we're, very, we're, we're, we're about Okay. Can you explain that? We Can you yes. explain that? Go ahead. I'm all bit, ears. I'm, I'm a very I'm a casual investor. Moron. I know. Yeah, you're not a financial moron. You, you you have money in the market. You're a smart guy. I you're do. a savvy guy. What do you yeah. make of it? It's so we're we're falsely inflating things, and the market's looking six months ahead. That hopefully we will be out. The market's always ahead of the thing. So when it crashed in early March when COVID hit, it's because they knew we were going to have a a little dip, and then of course it's being inflated, supplemented, falsely inflated. Some would say by all the stimulus. I think the reason that it's continuing to go up as of late in the last week is because they know they're going to rule on a new stimulus package and continue to help folks out. Um, The concern is somewhere between deflation and inflation. Inflation is obviously when your money gets less, buys less things. Deflation is when there's less money being spent and it really cripples the market. So, you know, experts are going back and forth like, are we about to be in an inflationary period? Are we about to be in a deflationary period? And right now we're sort of, you know, Uncle Sam's band-aiding everybody. Um, I don't know. The, the market's not indicative to the unemployment rate or the numbers, but also an extra 600 bones a week plus the 400 bucks a week you get for being unemployed. That's four grand a month tax-free. No Social Security, Medicare, Med- Medicare pretty, coming out of that. Pretty good. That's good fucking money for a lot of people. I mean, you and I were, you know, we're on the breadline still at that. But like regular people, that's good cash. Yeah. Uh, and and so uh, it does decentivize some people to go back to work. I have you know friends that own restaurant chains in, in multiple locations, and they're like, dude, I can't get my guys to come back because they're making four grand a month on the street. And if they would make 
four or five grand with me, depending on a good week. They know we're not having good weeks because we're at 50% capacity. So I totally know what you're saying. Then there's, you know, Howard Stern, who we all love, who's at like a nine or a 10 on the scale. You're at a one, he's on a nine or a 10. And so, you know, I'm somewhere in between there, but I'm, I'm, I'm doing, I'm, I'm okay. Uh, financially things are good. Mentally things are good. My wife and I and the new baby 15 months now and, and and almost 16 months, we bought a new house. Oh, nice. uh, We moved in last week. Uh, you know, congratulations. Standard, you know, colonial in the burbs, front yard, backyard. Ah, the American dream. The American dream, Glenn. You're going to be making round trips to the Home Depot to buy shit. Well, my wife's not sure she wants. So here we go. Good old boss lady Eunice, not sure that she wants her man going to Home Depot in in the COVID. Oh, no. She's, is she a super Karen? Uh, not really. No. So, I have to admit something to you. I played caves two weeks ago. Nice caves, buddy. caves Valley, caves Valley. country yeah. club, or actually it's yeah. called golf club. It's whatever. Yeah. It's, uh, it's a golf club. It's hosted yeah. a uh, senior tour event, senior open, I believe coming up next year. Yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a hell of a place. PGA really nice, sweet place up there near Baltimore. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. So, um, so my buddy, who's a member, who's a, who's a client and a friend, he's like, doesn't your wife go to work every day now? I'm like, yeah, pretty much. He's like, isn't it kind of hard to quarantine when she goes into the office five days a week? And I'm like, yeah, it is. So we're, we're, st- <laughs> we're stuck in that mode. So and she doesn't want you going to Home Depot, but she's going to work every day? Yeah, correct. Well, that's interesting. You don't seem to be, you don't seem to be frail. You don't seem to be frail of constitution, young Glenn. No, no I'm going tomorrow. I got to pick up a new truck. You know, it, 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 they don't provide you a trash can in this fine, expensive Maryland really? suburb that I live in. Uh, a, a, a recycling bin? Yes. Um, by the way, you pay near, uh, whatever, you pay near seven figures for a house, you think you can throw in a trash can. No. Got to go get that yourself. Well, all right, so <laughs> you're, you're, the, doesn't the trash service issue you a can that they want you to uh, use? That apparently has the right... they don't. So but... the neighbors, we've, we've inquired with the neighbors. We've received, by the way, a loaf of bread and a bag of salt, which apparently is a thing. A loaf of zucchini bread with walnuts. Don't know if you were allergic, which we're not, so we took it anyway. And then a giant, giant, amazing house-shaped cookie that's the size of like a plate and a half. Uh, <laughs> the cookie went over better than all of them from the neighbors. So we've inquired three different times. They said, nope, BYO trash can. Wow. B-Y-O-T-C. Okay. Yeah. All right, so you got to go buy a trash can. Do you have a uh, – do you have a vehicle large enough to bring it home? Do you have a pickup truck I mean, to get Dave, a full-size full, trash can or what? We're full-on yuppies. We have an Audi Q5 and an Audi Q7. So I can electronically roll the seats down in the Q7 and throw pretty much anything in there. Okay, but a real uh, – we're, like, we're yuppie mode. Okay, but a real garbage can for a you know professional like a trash service? Around, yeah. That's a big – whatever. That's yeah. a – Big square item. I don't know if yeah. that fits in a Q5 or a Q7. It, the five, no, but my seven, probably 50 50. We'll see. If not, I got to pay the $9 delivery fee. <laughs> you should do that anyway. <laughs> yeah, I probably should do. But I want to go to the fucking hardware store and walk around and see because right. I'm buying new toy. I'm putting right. new toilets and all the, and, and all the bathrooms. Oh, and- new it- shitters? What's wrong with well, the shitters? 
Hey, no, Clark. I got to send Clark Shitter's yeah, full. Clark Shitter. Can I come in and use the bathroom? Oh, by the way, by the way, uh, you know, I'm, I'm now a little bit more on Instagram. You can hit me up at Zabe on Instagram. I'm trying to get my head around what it's for for a middle-aged white dude who doesn't post duck lip selfies. But yeah. as I'm now more on Instagram, I've been fascinated that there is just endless ads for this thing. Yeah. Meaning, here's this thing that you need. It's a cable yep. that coils and magnets. Here's this thing. It's a wallet that's got this. Here's this thing. Like, some of them are pretty cool. There the other day. Yeah, yeah, some of them are pretty cool. Others, I'm like, who needs something like that? But I guess that's where Instagram shines with little universal things they can offer you. Here's something I saw on Instagram. Speaking of, hey, Clark Shitter is full. It's called, like, Iconic <laughs> Art with a K-I-K-O-N-I-C. Yeah, I, I, yeah, you get the Monopoly guy and the uh, money guy. Oh, yes. There, so there, is like, there is, like, a neon Andy Warhol-stylized yeah. canvas wall art of that scene of... Of Clark Griswold's cousin Eddie emptying the RV shitter, and I and I'm like, oh, oh my god, that would be so great to have in my house. And then I'm like, but my wife would hate it. But my wife, little white trashy. Okay, well, there's other stuff. There was a there was a cool picture. (laughs) Okay, here we go. There was it's the best as seen on TV ads you can find. Okay, there was another cool picture, and this was not like neon art, but it was looked like a photograph. Of three vehicles in an empty garage. You ready? Mm. It's the Trans Am from Smokey and the Bandit. <laughs> it was uh, some other car, and then and then the car from Starsky and Hutch, the red car um, with the white it, stripe. Was it Cannonball Run? Was the third one Cannonball Run? Uh, maybe I don't I don't know, but it was like three. Oh, no, 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 no. The middle car was the Dukes of Hazard car. So oh, it was, it sure. was, it was, General Lee. yes, the General Lee, which I'm surprised I didn't take it out which, because it's racist. Are they now. Allowed, are they I don't know. To, yeah, I don't know. Allowed? But it was just three, <laughs> it was just three cars in an empty garage. And for any uh, dude, you look at it and go, yeah, those yep. fucking cars right there. Starsky and Hutch, General Lee and the fucking, you know, cannonball run car. Yeah. All right. Anyway, yeah. Uh, back on Instagram, the trash can. I'll tell so, you what. All right. Hold, so hold on. All right. How do we get Instagram's here? Yeah. For. Okay. It, uh, I know I can I can steer us back on on yeah. on track here. But but first though, you will be very pleased if you get into a search tunnel of golf chicks on Instagram. Yeah. There's no lack of and start with you know Paige Springyak and go into to Blair O'Neill who just had a baby and Not then you'll get her. into a yeah. Okay. That's no, cool. but there's others. Yeah, but there's others like that are younger. That you've never heard of yeah. exactly. Right. And they uh, all have they have good looking swings. They have amazing uh, asses. I mean, not that yes. I respect. I mean, I respect their games, obviously. And I think a couple of them can break eighty. So, oh, yeah. ow, cheap <laughs> shot. You can't well, break getting... eighty. You fucking hack. I know. By the way, I had a hole what? in one last week. Did you really? And I, yeah, hole in one, and I still shot eighty. How bad no, is that? Yeah, it's your arthritis. Can we can blame it on your rheumatoid? No, no. I, I was actually feeling pretty good, and I was actually two under with the ace through seven, and managed to start giving it back left and right. Here, you have a stroke. You have a stroke. Here's two. Here's two. Fuck. So anyway, <laughs> just dealing them. All right, let's deal with the. So the new, yeah. the new, the new trash can will fit in the vehicle. I'm putting in new, new toilets because I want to put in new toilets. The the house was actually redone recently. 
Uh, it's just one of those things that it's. Why do you want new toilet? What's wrong with the toilets? I don't know. Nothing. I just have you tested? Have you load? Have you load of tested course. all of them? Okay, of good. course. Yeah, <laughs> and they all pass with flying colors. <laughs> are you gonna Are you gonna replace them yourself? No. no oh, okay. No, You'll hire somebody no. for that. Okay. Yes. Right, just asking. Some people are pretty. Someone handy. is from. Someone is from the southern part of America. And this is and <laughs> redneck plumber and 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 this and this toilet swap out is your yeah. idea, not Mrs. Wise. Yeah, correct. Really? Well, in the powder room, in the powder room, there's a pedestal sink and a and a nice elongated toilet, uh, but it's oatmeal, and so the pedestal is going anyway because we want a little vanity, a small vanity, uh, a nice one, delicate. Uh, and so I'm like, mine is, <laughs> mine as well, mine as well put a new can in there also. Uh, then in the baby's bathroom, our bathroom has been remodeled. It's full marble. It's fucking awesome. We're so happy. Um, but the baby, the, the, the hall bath is the one bath that hasn't been remodeled. So r- ripping up the tile, ripping up the toilet, ripping up the vanity and, and doing all that. So that'll, that'll get done in short order. Exciting times. Uh, Brand new house and you're already digging yeah. into it. Fantastic. Well, and, Welcome. and you know what the worst part is? What? The house that we're about to sell in a week, it settles in a week. We bought this new one without, thank God, we're able to without having to sell the other one. Um, we built that four years ago, brand new. But wifey wanted the bigger, newer house, so here we are. Hey, man. I mean, this is what you do. Happy wife, happy life. I don't or know so if that's say. true, actually. Yeah, so they say <laughs> is right. <laughs> you know, your wife has access to download this. I can't actually geofence out your wife. I don't even know her name, so just be Lauren, careful. Anything, you know, here's the thing. anything you say on this podcast, Glenn, can and will be used against you in a marital court of existence. It's fine. I'll tell you this. She's she just turned thirty five. She's young. She's you know she's she's young a uh, young lass. How old are you? She doesn't know how to do any uh, forty one. Okay, good. Yeah. She doesn't know how to use the remote control for the TV or the internet for some reason, even though she's supposed to be prime ability, she doesn't know how to do any of that stuff. So I'm not concerned about her being able to listen to this. And quite frankly, I say work to this to her face because I'm a jerk. (laughs) Okay. And with that, (laughs) let's pivot, pivot, pivot. All right. Let's talk about athletes. I want you to tell me what yeah. what you have learned over the years working with Ed Reed and just being around athletes at the highest level, yeah. what they eat. Because at my golf tournament in Wisconsin <laughs> last week, I watched John Kuhn, former Packer, former Saint, two-time Super Bowl winning champ. Great dude, regular dude, fullback. John Kuhn, who doesn't know how many times he's played Augusta, John Kuhn. Yeah, you know that from listening. Yeah. Yes, thank you I very was, much I'm for a being a one. I know you're a P1. And, uh, and then Brian Butch, former Badger legend, who didn't quite make the NBA, had a, hot, had a hot cup of coffee and then bounced around Europe and internationally. Great dude. The two of them, after playing golf, said, we want to have it eat off. And so they brought him <laughs> a dozen soft tacos each from Taco Bell, and they just went to town. Wow. And Pound so, down. yeah, and so I got to thinking, man, what do athletes eat? And when they eat poorly, do they yeah. then get back on schedule eating well? How many athletes do you think skate through their playing years not really paying that much attention to diet more than more than you'd think so i mean this is very much my world i mean i know as you set it up i mean i i know these guys intimately live with their house at their homes go out to dinner with them after games i mean that's been my life the past you know 15 years and you'd be surprised at how many guys 
are Kwame Brown eat like shit Popeyes every day because they don't know any better and it just doesn't matter. It's right. why facilities specifically in the NFL have really gotten to like, yo, we need to change our fucking cafeteria because right. this is crazy. These guys come in and eat bullshit every fucking day and we, we better provide them good food here to get them that base. So the answer is a lot more than you think. Eat a lot of bullshit and it's all chicken wings. Um, it really is <laughs> just, just like, like me. It's all chicken wings. Clinton yeah. Portis but used even, to Clinton uh, Portis used to have McDonald's before every game. I remember seeing him. Uh, they yeah. did on ESPN. They're like, and now yeah. arriving at the stadium, here's Clinton Portis. He had a, a McDonald's cup in his hand. I'm like, what the fuck is he doing? It's game day. Ro- Chad Rod Johnson. Strickland. Chad. Well, yeah, Rod Strickland was legendary, but Chad dog. Johnson yeah. was another guy that you know. You look at his body, you're like zero percent body fat, totally elite athlete. Yep. McDonald's like it's nothing. Yeah. Yeah, so then there's a guy like Ed who would eat so-so and is from New Orleans, and then a couple years in realized, like, wait a minute, I I need to fine-tune and got his body composition tested and found out what certain foods did to him. And he he would have a steak on Saturday night before the game, and he'd be sluggish. He'd be like, what the fuck's going on? Mm. And then he realized, oh, I need to eat salmon. I need to eat whitefish. I need to eat this and that. So he would – you know, he knew what to eat on what days and how to eat, and he would be very, very refined. You know, where he we'd go to Ruth's Chris after games and and that would be his time to, you know, eat pretty much whatever he wants because it's Sunday. He just played the game. He burned off all the stuff. And whatever happens, he has Monday, Tuesday to sort of get it out of the system and get on that eating habit. Right. So uh, guys eat a lot of bullshit that you couldn't believe a, a, a Ferrari would put in their tank. Right. But they yeah. don't know any better. And then as they get older and more successful and get concerned about it, then they start turning up the volume. But you know what we've seen a lot is like Matt Burke and Joe Thomas. A lot of these. Hear that? Is that America cheering or a sausage patty sizzling to perfection? It's time to cheer for Egg McMuffin and fresh cracked eggs at McDonald's. It's time to wake up to the aroma of freshly baked biscuits and treat yourself to a real honest to goodness morning meal. Breakfast. It's on at McDonald's. Now get any breakfast sandwich for just two bucks. Available only through the app. Mobile order and pay available at participating McDonald's. McD app download and registration required. For the ones going above and beyond. For the ones reaching out, helping out, and lending a hand. For the ones people count on. You can count on Granger. Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry. Backed by 24-7 customer support and specialists to help with hard-to-find products. Because you've got everyone's back. We've got yours. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. I mean, when they retire, they're like, dude, I've been beefcaking it for yeah. you know car- for years, and they lose like 85, 85, yeah. I mean, yeah. 85 pounds, a lot of fucking weight. Oh, yeah. 85 pounds in like three months. Yeah, that Joe Thomas, I think, is currently 185 or something crazy yeah, I mean, like that. If, I were, if we were 185, that'd be normal, but you know, we're not. <laughs> That'd be a dream is what it would be. I'm pushing two. I'm, I'm like 226 right now. Is that good for you? I'm 5'10". I don't think that's good. You happy, for, you happy with that weight there, Glenn? That's, I'm going <laughs> to, let's drop that. Let's drop that to 196 and I'd be pumped. Okay. I'm looking yeah. at Joe Thomas now. You, you wouldn't recognize him from his playing. No. Days. It's unbelievable. No. So, all right. So when it comes to athletes and eating, how many athletes eat at strip clubs like old Lou More Williams? <laughs> Okay. Let me tell you this. First of all, have I've you been? Meals. Have you had yes. those particular wings in Atlanta that he went out for? Allegedly, uh, I maybe. Okay, 
but I've had I've had I've had dinner, sit down dinner, cloth napkin, lobster fillet, extra clubs in Atlanta. <laughs> they exist. Been there, done that. No doubt about it. Hundred percent. In the last eighteen months, I've done that. Like in the last couple of years, like no doubt about it. Guaranteed. I've had a full cloth meal, fork and knife, sit down, full meal, full meal, appetizer dinner dessert at a strip club in atlanta in the last couple of years okay so how does that work then with, with three working, different work, athletes. okay how does that work then with strippers? and i ran into cj and jp finley at that <laughs> same exact hey you're place, violating allegedly. you're violating bro code how do we'll you work in out, how do you work in dances <laughs> how do you work in lap dances when you're trying to crack into a lobster i'm sorry so, honey oh, I, just a second i actually no please I yeah i can't like i know strip clubs Okay, fine. I don't, I don't actually don't love strip clubs because here's the deal, and I'm just going to be as honest as possible. When I see a naked woman, I want to have sex with them. I, yeah. I don't want to give them money. I want to have sex with them, but I can't have sex with them in the strip club because sure. that's not me. So I don't really love the strip clubs because it's the big. I just don't understand getting the having the absolute biggest dick tease of all time and then having to give them money too. It's like. I'm not sure I got anything out of this exchange. I don't. It just doesn't make sense to me. Yeah. Um. So well, I usually sit in an area where I can throw. Like I, what I my go to, to be honest with you, Zabe, is to sit in a corner where a li- limited amount of girls come to bother me, and I take one dollar bills and crumble them up and throw them at them on the stage. <laughs> that's my. That's. That's who that's, I am. that's rude. You should not make the dancers have to uncrumple uncrumple your crumpled up dollars. You should <laughs> but not. They need, do that. I need the distance. I need. I need. I need the. <laughs> I need the weight. <laughs> All right, but as far as so, when you heard the story about Lou Lou Williams and the chicken wings, I've you, been in that conversation where it's like, bro, let's just go run by there and, and get a bite to eat or have a cigar. I've been in that conversation. Okay, and, so it's and, not surprising. And, 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 and every not surprising at all. Okay. But what's what what is th- there's a deeper root to that. The surface conversation is, yo, let's go have a cigar. It's open. Let's go get some wings. It's open, right? But the real conversation is, let's go look at some titties. And because we're so insecure, we have to even trick ourselves to say we're going to have a cigar or going to get wings. You're going to the strip club because that's where you wanted to go. You're not going to get wings. Cut it out. Right. Like, you might go get wings there too, but that's not why you win. Yeah, I hear you on that. And if you're an athlete, you're like, why do I have to go to this place when I should be able to pull any woman I want because I'm a pro exactly. athlete who's rich and handsome with a great body and, you know, whatever. Exactly. Yeah, but you know what? I mean, if it let's say there was a law somehow yeah. that prohibited. <laughs> I, I love when you're little. Right. <laughs> yeah. Let's special say, jail, by the way, you should patent that. Special jail? Special, two months. You're, you're, two months of jail, and you can basically not beat the rap at all. You're going. You're going for two months I, for doing something I dumb. love it. Okay. It's the best thing you have. All right, so go ahead. All right, so what if there is a law that prohibited <laughs> professional athletes from going to strip clubs? How many of them would go out of business tomorrow? All of them. All of them, all of them. You can't believe, especially in the big cities, especially in in like, you know, actually because 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 really the uh, the average Joe who sits there with a beer on the rail with singles kind of coin with singles, that's a loss leader just to have the establishment open to let a couple of whales come in, some ballers to bring him to the back room and do the champagne thing. 
Exactly. A hundred percent. And by the way, there is a, I, I think it's still there. Uh, there's a big uh, gentleman's club in DC that has like a five star steak restaurant in it. Uh, just as an FYI. One I heard, uh, I had heard that DC <laughs> has very weak, awful establishments. Awful. Because they're not zoned for like the ones that had approval. They wear pasties. Yeah, there's, and there's, if they're naked, you can't get a lap dance. It's terrible. <laughs> but the I mean, steak, but the steak is good. The steak tartare is to die for. <laughs> Jesus Christ! I know. All right, where uh, uh, I want to talk about the top cities to live in if you're an athlete. I gave you a quick I mean, list, and you tell me if I'm off. I had L.A., yeah, Atlanta, Miami. That's probably out of order. It's probably L.A. one, Miami two, yeah. and then Atlanta. Atlanta's hot, dude. Then maybe Dallas, then Phoenix, then maybe New York for a northern city yeah. where it's going to be wintry. Yeah, I mean those are really good. Um, I don't really know if there's another if there's another location out on that list. I mean maybe Denver. Denver's Denver's yeah. a really great Denver's area, pretty sweet. Uh, and if they want a little bit of like chill, but also a, a fun city, like it's not bad. Denver's 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 in that mix. How about Nashville? It, um, Nashville's really hot for white people. Uh, <laughs> not so much not, for black athletes. I, I don't know. Nashville's a Nashville's a weird city. Uh, Nashville's gotten really, really hot uh, lately. So maybe maybe a little bit. Orlando's um, good for families. Orlando's good, and here's another reason why Orlando's good. Uh, was talking to Ike Taylor about this. Uh, we were down in Orlando. I can't, it, maybe it was this January, maybe it was a year ago, January. I can't remember, but he travels a lot because of Disney. You can get a flight direct anywhere, yeah. international, yeah. national, and it's yeah. an easy hub. Yeah. The and airport so is it, silly in Orlando. The it's airport's silly. Huge. It's so, modern. It's easy. It never has weather delays. Uh, maybe Atlanta's, occasionally. Atlanta's, Atlanta's become a real top market, Zabe. I mean, you nailed it. It's probably two or three with Miami and LA. Yeah. Because there's so much ancillary money and activity there for these guys. NBA, you know, TV turn. Well, they have their studios there. They're doing a lot of films there now. It's 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 Hollywood South. Well, in mean, a really big is. in a big black middle class and black totally. entrepreneurship and very culturally friendly as well for black athletes. So yeah, it's very similar to the demographic of DC, except it's warmer. southern and it's it's exactly <laughs> right. That's no, that's right. It's warmer. It's, it's warmer. It's cheaper. And it doesn't have ugly politicians acting like fucking rock stars ruining the country. <clears throat> and that will yes. end my political rant. For now, let's move on, shall we? <laughs> well, you know, we were talking COVID and we're talking football and best cities for them to live. And I know we were, you, you sort of alluded to it in the open about tiptoeing into hunting rabbit and playing football. I, I, I got to tell you, I, I talked to a very high-level athletic director this week and uh, a producer at at films, we'll call it films. And I think you can add the yes. three letter acronym in front of it, yes. um, about some, some business that I do with them. Um, and separately, these are separate conversations and everyone is planning on playing football. Okay. And I've talked to a defensive coordinator of, um, of, uh, NFC team and head coach of an AFC team in the last couple months too. I mean, these are my friends that have matriculated through the system and have become, you know, heavy people in the league and everyone's planning to play. This is my interpretation because there's no planning required when you don't play. So they have to at least 
plan to play. Yeah. I think everyone's belief is it's at least 50, 50 at best. It's 50, 50 at best. And when I say at least, I mean like at best it's 50, 50 that, that they're going to play. Really? Um, that, I mean, that, just, that they're well, okay. That they're going to shut it down because I believe both are going to start. If you're giving start. me a percentage, I'll say it's 70% that there's not a full season played on college or pro. Okay. And, and that's, an educated guest, but not like super tapped in. But I mean, I'm as juiced in as anyone. You'll, I'll just be honest. You're my boy. Like I'm juiced in. Uh, it's uh, it's then again, to your point about like when we were texting earlier is everyone's aware of like brain damage is a real threat of playing football. Like, are you worried about COVID-19 worse than you are about brain damage or Alex Smith having drop foot and uh, you know, not being able to walk, although that's a rare injury. Um, I, it's a balancing act, but with college, you don't pay those guys. So, so how do you say we're not going back to school and we can have an argument if that's the right idea or not. How do you, how do you not go back to school? How do we still make these guys play football, but we're not paying them? I mean, that's a real tough, especially in today's very, very tiptoe social world of like, are you getting over all these kids? I mean, that's what they have to do. That's what they're debating in dark circles. Cause I, cause here's, here's what I think has to happen and who knows who is going to have the stones to do it, but somebody has to step up and say, Hey, listen, fellas, if we want to have nice things, we have to find gotta, the courage to yeah. play. And Oh, by yeah. the way, we have nice things here in college football, not just yeah. us coaches, not just the administrators, but you know, Hey Reggie, do you like your paid scholarship? You like your yeah. room and board? Do you like the fact that your single mother who works two jobs doesn't have to come out of her pocket for a single thing? Yeah. You're the first one in your family to go to college. Do you yep. you know if we sit out, Reggie, that's going away. You'll be probably well, out of even, college because you're not one of our starters, but you're still on scholarship. Well, it's uh, your, even worse than that. Your chance to go they, pro they will, have a meal plan. Right. Your chance to go pro will almost certainly be gone. Yeah. And then you can go maybe work at the tire shop and then try a juco or you can coach when it's all said and done and make 32 grand a year in, you know, right. who knows where Alabama. And and then that person has to have the, 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 the stones to say, there is no pause. Yeah. There's a new class of freshmen that are incoming and they're expecting to play and they're difficult. expecting you guys yeah. to move on through the system. If we just try to pause until it's quote safe, it's a train wreck. Yeah. And these are truths. We have nice things with this college football life. All of us do. And if we don't play, we'll lose those things. We'll lose the time. We'll never get it back. And it's never going to be perfectly safe. So yeah. what do you want to do? Yeah, it, it, exactly. The problem is, is I'm not sure that both in the NFL and in college that the players will actually have as much say as they should. Well, I think, the, really I, think the, I think the NFL is playing, Glenn. I think it's playing and it's going to power through no matter what. They'll get well, guys think, who are sick and they'll put them aside yeah. and they'll keep on yeah. moving. Because what does the NFL make per year? Is it a $20 billion a year league? Yeah, it's 14 or 15 direct and then another five ancillary billion. Yeah. So let's take yeah. let's take that in half because of the no fans. Let's assume not a single fan all year. Well, that's – so I, I – I, I don't actually think that's as detrimental as you think. If you look at the numbers, all right, a third. That's only like Cut 5% it by a third. of the team's revenue. Yeah. 5%? But they're going to make they're going to make it up. They're gonna, I mean, do the math on the season tickets versus what they make on their They're they're clearing like call it 200 million net net cash per team and just in TV revenue. Right. Uh the team. So they don't care about the the 
18 million they make on season tickets. You know, what, what, what is it? Uh, 150, 150 bucks a ticket times 70. Yeah. But what about, what about the suites? What about the suites? Suites and parking certainly help, but they're, they're divvying it up in a different way that the owners don't, the owners used to take all that extra shit. Uh, now they get, now they have to divvy it out. I mean, I'm a huge, you know, this is like my nerd. Here's, here's why, here's why, here's no, no, you know this shit. You're in the NFL, you deal with the NFL all the time. Here's the reason the NFL is going to play through is because they're all pros and they're making filthy money. And, and and they're going to be like, you know what, we're not going to stop this. And I think that once a league starts, and I think this yeah. is what's happening with baseball, there is a compulsion to not stop. Well, to- if baseball had stopped with the Marlins thing, then everyone's in trouble. The fact that they powered through is a positive thing if you're in the favor I of agree. sports. I agree. And, and, I, and I said that to a couple people. Uh, I said if, if the if, – if baseball stops because of this Marlins thing, nothing else gets started. If they power through and they finish, it's a huge win. Right. A huge it, win. Right. It's a beacon to say you can power through. And what baseball exactly. and and you know what baseball has done, and I give them credit for this, is they have said, All right, seven inning double seven inning doubleheaders, who the fuck cares? Done. Oh, some teams might play seven fewer games. Who the fuck cares? Whatever. Done. Yeah, we're playing. Hey, yeah. Marlins, you have to replace eighteen guys. Who the fuck cares? Done. By the way, the Marlins, yeah. the B team Marlins, minus eighteen regulators. <laughs> <laughs> Bet the Orioles over and fucking spanked yeah. them four to nothing. Yeah. Yeah. That's baseball yeah. for you. So I think it the is. NFL is fine. I think the college scene is trickier, and we'll see how it goes. And all of this. So here's is, what I'll tell yeah. you. Go ahead. I want them to play. Of course, it, it affects it affects my business. Yeah, everybody. I mean, me too. Let me, I know. Well, that's the, and I heard you talk about like who are these sports writers? Like, don't you know this is your livelihood? And like, I understand. I, I'm glad that they are feel comfortable enough saying what they feel, even though it's in direct contrast to their living. But I'll, I'll tell you flat out, like, if they don't have a Super Bowl this year, like we've already missed out on a bunch of stuff. And there's some oh. creative commercials that have come our way that we might do and stuff of that nature. But I will tell you that my little company of doing some business in the NFL and some ancillary stuff producing some shows and some commercials and helping Ed and do these things. Like there's, there's six figures that I'll probably lose in the next eight months if they don't have a Super Bowl. Oh, not only that, and let's hope Glenn, that won't happen. And I don't mean lose, but I mean, not make. No, 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 no. Lose. You had it right the first time. It won't be there. Yeah, that is right. It's lost and it can never be made up. That's right. That's right. Because unless somebody invents a time machine, for all of us to go back and reclaim 2020 at a later yeah. year, it's lost yeah. forever. That's one concept okay. I think some people, Glenn, don't quite get. Like today, Dennis yeah. Dodd was on with me in the afternoon, mm. and he talked about what colleges would have to do if there's no college football season. He said they'd have to basically go to a bank and get a loan. And yeah. I said, well, what about – he said like 80% of the school's athletic budgets are football. Yep. And – and he said they would just have to go without that money. And I thought to myself, I didn't correct him. I thought to myself, what you meant to say is they would lose. That That's money. right. Because the whole thing of, well, I'll just go without it. But they'll go to the bank and they'll give me that money and then I'll pay them back over time. Yeah. You just lost hundreds <laughs> yeah. of millions of dollars you'll never get back. Yeah, that, and that applies to the players. Accurate. That applies to the players in the NFL as well. I think there's plenty of football players who are smart who are like, I am not fucking losing five million dollars. I right. can't. I won't. So we'll see about and it. Of yeah. All the sports football players are the least 
able to weather that storm as we know. Oh, no doubt about it. What kills me, and we'll just end on this, uh, because we're here for a good time, not a long time, and we've had a good run so far today. I love it. Everything from your your new shitters and this garbage can you got to go buy and your overly sensitive wife about the COVID. It's been a good talk so far. she goes to work every day. Excuse me? No. So so I was talking to somebody uh, the other day about players that opt out for the NFL. And I say, look, that's their decision. But they play a brutal game that can harm them in so many ways, and yet they're afraid of weird things. And they said, I don't get it. And I said, hold on a second. I get my phone, and I dial up this clip, which I'm sure you've seen before, of Chiefs safety Eric Berry, who was terrified of the Denver Broncos mascot horse. Oh, hell no. There go that horse. (laughs) That horse. The horse. I'll wait till they got to the horse pass. I don't mess with horses, bro. Might come over here and throw a tantrum. Stay inside the box. Stay inside the box. Oh. Hold up, coat that horse out there. <laughs> horse. Hey, hold on, coach. You need to go ahead with that horse now. <laughs> I don't fool with no horses, boy. He's like terrified. By the way, it was, I'm looking at it now. Is that it was the Chiefs had a horse, not the Broncos. Yeah. But he was backing off the field and went to go sit on the bench, even though he was 50 yards away from a fucking horse being ridden by a woman. That tells you, and I'm not ripping on Eric Berry, he can no. be an alpha badass and still have his own fears. We all have our own fears, right? No, that's right. And it's just a lack of, you know, it being around it to not understand it's like this fictitious animal that doesn't, I mean, you know, when's the, he's ever seen a you know, horse been on the farm. So it's, it's interesting. I, yeah. I think the players want to play to your point about like this subconscious thing is and LeBron touched on a little bit in the NBA and obviously he's back down. And, and next time we talk, I want to get into where we're going to be with digital fans down the road. Cause I have interesting thoughts on that. But the idea that athletes for some reason are like, if there's no fans, we ain't playing. Like if it's not safe for them to be there, why is it safe for us? And it's like, yo, it's not safe on that field for you if the fans are in the stands. COVID, it doesn't exist. It's still dangerous. So there's this disconnect in logic and understanding with all athletes about certain things that uh, I don't know if they even have information to back it up. It's just their gut and that you can't change their mind on it. It'll be interesting. All of us have different and oftentimes wildly inaccurate concepts of risk, right? Totally. All of us do. I'm included. So anyway, great run, Glenn. Good to connect with you, buddy. Fingers crossed we will persevere, and good luck with that trash can and the new shitters. Keep us posted. I appreciate it. I'll be following you on Twitter, on Instagram. Thank you, buddy. See you on Instagram. There you go. You know what? I just realized there, more Glenn Eunice in the rotation here on the Zabecast because – he sounds like a goofball, and he is goofy, but motherfucker's smart, and he's a real hustler, and he's built himself a really nice business and has earned the trust of a Hall of Famer in Ed Reed to run his foundation, and he knows the NFL. So uh, more Glenn would be a good thing, and because Glenn knows Jay very well and because they're both up there in Baltimore and they both used to be at the station, I got to get both Glenn and Jay together, maybe in the Mobile Strike studio. And that would be pretty cool right there. Final thought for the day. Would you guys who are Redskin fans, now Washington football team fans, would you be upset with me if perhaps I just called the team the Washington Red Wolves right now? 
I know they're not officially changed. They may not become the Red Wolves. But if I like that name, if Fred Smoot has convinced me into it, would it be wrong of me to just go with that now? What's the harm, right? And if you call my show and instead want to call them the Washington Red Tails or whatever you want to call them, I'd know who you're talking about. I'd accept it. This could be a free-form year. You can call the artist formerly known as the Redskins, whatever you want. And that will be your way of kind of voting for a name. Make sure to call every day and give us what you want to call them. I really can't call them the team all year or just Washington or the woofed Washington football team. And please don't send me an email. If you just change the T and the F like the Washington team of football, it's the what the fuck, the (laughs) WTF. Shut up. I've had that email a trillion times. It's like the people that said, why don't you just put a potato on the helmet? Call them the skins. Get it? Potato skins. Uh Uh-huh. I get it. So anyway, just a thought. I think I'm going with Red Wolves right now. And if they end up being the Red Wolves, I'm a year early. It's like I put my my folding chair at the best spot on the parade route on 4th of July, and I just wait for the parade to roll on by. If I'm wrong, what's the harm? It was a temporary name anyway, so for one year I got to call them the Washington Red Wolves. That'll do it for me today. Thank you so much. Good to talk to Glennie. Appreciate you downloading. Please rate and review if you got two seconds. It's a pain in the ass, but it does tickle the algorithm. Helps continue to grow this podcast. This constitutes the end of the free ride for the week. Tomorrow is Friday, and that means Charch will join us. And yes, we will talk fantasy. Because I believe football, the NFL is playing. That means you better get your fantasy ducks in a row. Charge will talk fantasy with us tomorrow on the subscriber edition of the Zabecast. I appreciate those who sign up uh, and tell a couple friends if you think it's a quality product. Have yourself a great Thursday or any Thursday you want. I'm not running your life. And we will see you tomorrow. My CD and let me run around and put your car on cruise and lay back because it's summertime. For the ones standing guard, for the eagle-eyed, for the knights in shining armor, and for all those who support them, we are Granger, your experienced safety partner, offering supplies and solutions for every industry, committed to helping keep your facilities safe and your people safer. Call, clickgranger.com slash safety, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Moms, at Vanguard, you're more than just a parent. You're the heart of the family. You're the first responder to any need. You can be the hero and the villain, sometimes on the same day. Because you know that in the end, your legacy is the values you instill in them. At Vanguard, you're more than just an investor. You're an owner. Because the future you're building is bigger than yourself. Discover the value of ownership at Vanguard.com. Fund shareholders own the funds that own Vanguard. Vanguard Marketing Corporation. Distributor.